Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. For more episodes, go to www.footballpurist.com and you can also find us at iTunes. Hello, welcome to Let's Get Hammered West Ham Podcast with me, Nick Davis. And me, Jack Davis. And I've just realised, look how, look how close I am to the mic. I'm leaning, I'm never usually doing this, leaning in really close. It's like you're recording a song, but uh, that, that'll that soon change because you'll lean back out, you'll forget, go on yeah, a rant and start leaning back The amount back of times, out. like, not in a game where you tap me on the leg, but when I go on a rant, I lean back. Oh, like, yeah, one like of my sign- further and further away. But. Signature rants. Now, I'm gonna, this is my new model and my new uh, resolution. I'm going to try and stay close to the mic. Anyway, you all right? Yeah, well, we had a little bit, a little bit of a break. Yeah, it's long overdue, isn't it? But we thought we didn't have a game this weekend. Well, I did, but I think we'll get onto that. Yeah, we'll come on. To, well, you might as well start with that now. Well, actually. I went to a game, the um, famously named Kevin Nolan Derby, not counting against Latin Orient. It was really interesting, actually. I really enjoyed, really, I really enjoyed it. Different, it's a different aspect looking, um, watching a game live in the ground from a neutral point of view. I still can't believe you go to Latin Orient. I don't after everything that's gone on with no with right, you know, right, right, right and you you take that point of view go on take that point of view I've quite oh, I've, I've, I've taken so much stick from people on Facebook because I tagged myself at Brisbane Road I I went to see it because I, I was supporting Notts County I'm just going to lay that out there fair play fair play um, so did you celebrate when Notts County scored I couldn't because I was in the Orient end but when when Leighton Orient scored cause it was when, it was a decent game cracking all all jokes aside it was cracking game football mm. um Orient went two 0 down. Went to, but pulled it back to two two and then um, John Stead, you remember ex Blackburn, yeah, um, scored for not counting the last ten minutes. But my defence of that is they're my local club, blah blah blah, and it's a different ownership and a regime that own them now than Barry Hearn. You're still, still not having it, are you? No. And I, I've got a feeling we might lose followers, but um, lose subscribers because I've said I've gone to Orient, but it's out there. We've, but, we've really lost one. Me, <laughs> you don't listen to it anyway. I even asked you the other day, did you download it? And I, you weren't sure if you'd actually download it. Some do, but there's so much to forget. <laughs> you meant to be contributing to our subscribers. I'm too busy bloody plugging it, aren't I? Yeah, you do. You do plug the shit out of it. But it was funny because I just wanted one little. It was like a veterans game because Alan Smith was playing ex Man United and Leeds. Show down me, Obi. Um, Kevin Nolan was on the bench, so mm-hmm. he's still a registered player, and uh, John Stead. He played quite well, didn't he, John Stead? I'll tell you what, you can definitely tell that Kevin Nolan's worked for Allardyce for the majority mm, of his career. Because just two bulky units up front. Yeah. And when it went to 2-1, when they were trying to see the game out, just little fouls, little tactics, kicking a ball, when they had a free kick, just kicking a ball up the line and just mm. slowing the game. I hope, not be funny, I hope they stay up and I hope that, um, well, this is not County we're talking about now. Yeah. I hope he's given a job, um, given time to implement his project. Because at Orient, funnily enough, he was only given 10, 12 games. Yeah. So I'm just no, I'm, I'm interested to see how this one plays out. A decent, decent game, get a game in. Right, let's let's bring it back to your second club, West Ham. Yep. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wedded. I'm wedded to them, you know. Uh, a couple of worrying notes. Uh, started Michael Antonio, quoted as saying, and he actually did say this on Sky Sports News. He's unsure as to whether he's signing a new contract or not. He'll look at it in the summer. Cause he's fed up playing. Probably out of position. Yeah. That's because when they had that training, uh, open training day thing. Um. He said, like, I, was, I, I'm, I am primarily a 
winger. Winger, but I'm being asked to play up front, which I don't mind. Mm. And he's been asked to play right back, hasn't he? So do you reckon that's why either? Or do you reckon he's angling after a move? Like, because he's obviously uh, we heard bits and pieces about Chelsea in January, blah blah blah. Chelsea may not. They're both linked, and as well, just on a side note, Pedro will be only linked with Liverpool today for eighteen million. Well, that's not too far out of wide of my prediction. I think it was last podcast. I said when well, I said Kyrie to look get yeah. to Liverpool, but but anyway, yeah. back to uh, Antonio. Yeah, I was going to go on a rant then. We can go on a rant in a bit. I've got, but, a, uh, I've got a rant stored up. Back back to Antonio. I mean. Uh, it would be a big miss, but then it wouldn't actually surprise me if he went, because he has—he's been one of our better players, but he's been dicked about at yeah. right back. How much? In, how much are you talking? You say top thirty, thirty million? I reckon English player. All right, listeners, still, fe- still, feed, still only twenty-six. Feedback on that one. Valuations to Mikel Antonio, please. What do you reckon? I'll, I would go. Near a fifteen, I would go. Ha- I would go half that. Yeah, I'll, I'm. I'm thirty million for. I'll say twenty. I'll say twenty. The way foot was going. I mean, yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Young, I just can't. I can't buy it. I can't have it. Young Englishman who scores goals. I can't. I'm not having it. Um, I don't, in all honesty, I don't think we're selling for much less. Equally, can we discuss? Well, can you just have that. You bring it on to Lanzini because this kind of double tail yeah. dovetails all together. My and point. obviously, this could have been lost in translation slightly, but it's. Uh, it's what it's been predominantly explained as Lanzini was doing an interview back in South America so that's where he's been he didn't travel to Dubai I've heard this story before and uh, he said something along the lines of real plate is my club and one day I will return there so we are getting the returning hero part 2 with the first one was a man that should not be named but equally as we just said, lost in translation, it could be, it could mean at the end of his career when he's 34, 35. Yeah, because so, Kevin said the same thing about West Ham, didn't he? Yeah. And then, so I, I don't think for a second, why, say hypothetically a bid coming from River Plate, why would he go back to Argentina now? Yeah. When he's, he, he can move on from West Ham, not not immediately, but I think his next move, if he carries on in this trajectory, will be to a top four club, maybe, or to yeah. a top European club. So he's still only young, and he's still only 23. So, so no, but like I said to you the other day, to do it once, well, we had our hands tied behind our backs and our pants pulled down, mm. would be isn't the excuse. But to do it, lose, to carry on losing your best players, and but then I'm worried. I put a tweet out that I'm worried we're treating Lanzini similar to how he was Pyatt because we've let him go to South America. Because I had a rumor or some bits and pieces. It might have even been on your Twitter feed. Someone replied. I think it was Tommy. Tommy Colton and said it was his birthday. Yeah, but still. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I didn't know if I had that right or whatever. Yeah, no, I did, but it, it, was no, his, I, it was his birthday, but why Why would you no. let him go home for a week? And then someone else uh, said to me, oh, it's because he's from South America, and that's obviously that's quite a fair distance, so you don't get to travel in the season home. I was like, that's fair enough, but then why is Mr. Right. Re- kicking up a fuss? And why don't they come over here? His, dad always, his, dad died, his dad's already over it, by all accounts. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, you've got work, you've got work. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you've got enough that, That's just a little thing I picked up on. But anyway, let's move on to more positive notes in terms of our youngsters. First of all, Nathan Holland scored again for the under-21s last night. Looks proper player. What, 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 where is he playing then? You might go give me a bit of background on this. On yeah. the wing. And Terry Wesley, a bit over the top, but compared him to Ryan Giggs last night after his goal. Did, why, why did Everton let him go? Did, just I don't know. I don't know. I think his mates for East Oxford, but I don't know why they let him go. Troublemaker? No, no, no. no, no, no. Nothing like that, I don't think. But... Uh, 
for some reason, they weren't going to offer him a new contract, I don't think. But he represents England on the 19 level, and obviously he's been banging him in for well, us. Hopefully. That's one thing I've got to say about this football club, isn't it? Last little while, is that I kind of, after a little fallow period of not really producing any youngsters, mm. well, not, we're not, not, we're not really producing Nathan Holland, but um, yeah. we seem to have getting a, getting a structure and a system in place where another name you're going to mention, well, in a minute now. or now. Tony Martinez, playing tonight. They got tonight league, league game. They've got Charlton away. Yeah, in the league. Um, well, two goals in four starts, or four appearances, isn't it? Yeah, two both in the cup, aren't they? Premier League club scored a goal yeah. against Premier League club. Oh, and a champ- major championship club in Newcastle was his first goal. Yeah. And um, Premier League Borough, wasn't it? Borough, yeah. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm excited by Tony Martinez. Did you um get any of the... You guys probably didn't watch any of the highlights so much of the day. But he had two or three. It weren't just the... Because you know, like the truncated highlights you get on match of the day, yeah, where you don't really get a lot. But even in that three, four minute patch, he had two or three good, as well as the goal, two or three good chances. Mm. And I mean, his goal was just a tapping, but you got to be, if you struggle, you got to be like a fox in a box, yeah, exactly. To get, to get in the right spot. We need, isn't it? A goal scorer, something like that, mold. But anyway, let's move on as well to because uh, for the past week or so, West Ham players have been in Dubai, and I just want to get first of all your opinion on that. Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's a bad idea? Well, I, I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like it for anyone. I just think, I don't know, I don't know. Do I like it? I but equally, I don't think David Moore should have done it. Take them to New York. No. I know this is different. That's a different yeah. completely. But why are you in a relegation battle? Mm. But equally, we ain't really fighting for nothing now. Just yeah, take them away for a bit. Really, they've had our time. Over deal with Pyatt. Let Kiati have a little dance as well. So oh, I was literally like, you sent me to that on Sunday morning when I was just waking up and I've gone, I had water, because you, you always take me and stuff, yeah. West Ham related stuff, I thought it was a bit of news. Turn it on, literally it was like a comedy film where the water spat out of my mouth. Literally, for anyone ain't seen it, all you have to do is type Kiata in Twitter and a picture of him dancing will come up. With a Diana Ross tribute? Yeah. Was it? No, Tina Turner singing the best, weren't it? Yeah. And he don't drink as well, does he? I'm not having that no more because I've got point one to my case is that Point two is um, the famous pie at the Flower uh, Awards. Yeah. But anyway, back to Dubai. So you're not sure? You're, for yeah. us at the moment, I don't, I don't really see the harm. But it has to be in the right circumstance. Mm. It can't be just for no reason. Yeah. Well, if, if, you, if you're fighting, you need to stay here and fight yeah. rather than go on your jollies, like, you know? Well, I've got some stats because we've been away to Dubai for the past four or five years now. So when we went in 2012, championship season, the following five games, we won one, drew four, and lost none, with okay, a win, win percentage of 20%. So that was good. That the was result was just out of interest, where we beat Cardiff 2-0, then drew with Watford, Doncaster, Leeds and Middlesbrough. Yep. In 2013, we won two, drew one, and lost two, with a win percentage of 40%. Uh, lost to Spurs and Chelsea, beat Stoke and West Brom, and drew with Liverpool. And then, in 2014... We won three, lost two, with a win percentage of 60%. Beat Southampton, Stoke and Hull. Lost to Man United and Everton. And then March 2015, won one, drew one and lost three. Lost to Arsenal, Leicester and Man City. Drew with Stoke and beat Sunderland. So they're so, fairly up and down, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're pretty, well, they're pretty positive. But it's obviously something the club, like all the owners or whatever, like doing. So I think what it is as well, if it's been a long season, like, like last season where we was Pressing for yeah, Europe, Europa League and right. just get the players away for a bit, away from all the media attention and stuff. 
let yeah. it refresh a bit. And especially because we had we had quite a lot of, this season in general. We've had quite a lot of hoopla around our club. Whether yeah. it be the stadium, not saying that it impacts on the players. I probably don't give a shit. But in the day, we're not going to get relegated now. No, don't do no harm, really, does it? Right, let's move on to West Brom. All that time ago, because that was our previous game. All right. Uh, starting eleven was Randolph, Kiate, Font, Reed, Cresswell, Faguli, Noble, Obiang, <coughs> Snodgrass, Antonio, and Lanzini. Obviously, no Carroll. Uh, on a bench, Adrian Collins, Byram, Nordwhite, right, Fernandez, Caleri, Fletcher. Uh, oh, there's only one place to start for Gouli. Well, it, well, he. I think we are in the minority at this point. We are, we are in the minority. Yeah, in us two are in the minority. You might have to put uh, Twitter power up. I think. Yeah. Is it, are, are we right or are we wrong on Fagouli? Yeah. Because. I thought he was shit. I, I, I thought he was awful. Well, you did because I went, I went off on one. I'm ne- like, I haven't done it in Olympic Stadium so far, and everyone's turned around like, I just think he's lazy. I think yeah. his final ball's useless. And I, I know I risk repeating myself. I said it on a previous podcast, but with or without, if West Ham have got the ball, and if they haven't, I've never seen a player so far away from the ball. He's out of position constantly. He he's he's he is lazy and he's he don't he don't track back, and his goals have been tappings, which ninety nine percent of the ground would score. And let's let's start with the first goal because that involves him. Uh, overall, it's a poor goal to concede, but he's lost out on a fifty fifty tackle and started rolling around on the floor instead of I'm getting up and chasing back. And looking back at the foul, there was absolutely minimal contact. If you're going to give fouls for that, then you might as well go home. Yeah, yeah pack in, pack in. Uh, but past that, it was a sloppy goal to concede because uh, Chadley's just cut inside on his right. I think he done font and uh, put it through Randolph's legs. Yeah, yeah. I, and up until that point, I thought we'd been playing all right. So it was... yeah, yeah, I thought we were content because obviously, obviously, just going back, we had to play differently because our game plan. Against West Brom, would have, that would have had to have been physical. Get it up to Carroll. Mm-hmm. Cause it's physical against a uh, physical team against a physical team, isn't it? Yeah. But when you're deploying Antonio up front, mm-hmm. you can. I know we started solid, but that was again a, a lack, like a, a, a daft goal to concede. A daft yeah. goal. And I mean, back to the goalie. I said there's rumours that if we get he's one one of the only players. If we get an offer in the summer, we'll let, get rid of him. Which was like well, music to my ears. Do you know what? What I don't understand. Billy's obviously ranks him. Yeah. I've seen more or less every week. Yeah, and who? Who? Well, you probably had to tell me. I can't. Who's 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 missing for him to be accommodated at the moment? Are you maybe? He's another one, isn't he? Where where is he? What's wrong with him? He didn't fly. He didn't get back until Friday, apparently. What for African combinations? Yeah. Well, um, but the, the uh, club gave him that rest. The club said he didn't have to oh, until okay, Friday. Okay, fair enough. That's why I was going to go on a. But he's again. This is like just here, not hearsay, but it's just what he said. He said I, I was struggling with an injury still. Totally. Now, now, now I'm feeling fit and better. But so hopefully he comes back rested and for him. Back yeah. to back to Fagouli. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't and, get the love for him either. And I, I not digging out people. Well, I don't. They don't care. So if, if you sit around me, listen to this. But people, people were literally looking at me like I was mental. And when he got substituted, they gave him a standing ovation and was like doing that old. We are not worthy praying thing, and I was like, "That's obviously directed at me." But I don't say you've said plenty of times on this podcast. I'm not going to boo him when he when he gets selected. Yeah. But I just don't think he's good enough. No, he's not. He's not. And uh, come come back at us on Twitter. Like, tell yeah. us why we're wrong. But 
I don't think we are. Come on, come on, no. But anyway, moving on, there was this loud goal for us, mm-hmm. which was given for offside, which at the time I was a bit pissed off about. But when you see it in real time. But when you see it in real time. Back again. Yeah. Not real time, because that's what we saw it in. But it's a correct decision, weren't it? Yeah, no, you got it right. So, uh, there can't be any complaints about that, and there were a bit of West Ham fans who were still going on, oh, we've been hard done by, but we hadn't. No, it's not It's not on the levels of Kiati getting sent off last season, again, or no. against Palace and Lewis. And as mentioned, Faguli scored a tap in to bring us level. I think it was Lanzini's shot who hit the bar. Yeah, it was, yeah. Then he followed it in. And then after that point, we had quite a few chances that we should have done better with, I we, think. We were quite we were quite dominant. Oh, that's something I'll bring up. But we, were quite dom- we were quite dominant, I thought. And I thought Lanzini ran the show again, really. Yeah. I thought he was outstanding. I, f- really, I think what sorry. I mentioned to you as well is that I think he's much more effective when he plays central. Yeah, because he can dictate play. Yeah, he... he uh, so we'll move on to like later the Watford preview because I've done my squad for that, uh, but it's got him central because I think he he's just playing off a striker. He's integral really, and if him him and Carroll can link up, yeah, then that that, that, that goal that he scored uh, puts two one ahead. That just shows what he can do in and around the area. Yeah, no, he he, he he's a bits and pieces. He can pick up. He can create magic by himself, but also he can pick up bits and pieces. Yeah. So um, and he's. He's got this typical South American style where he's got such a low centre of gravity that he can just dip in and out of play and just literally pick the ball up yeah. and just li- at the flick of a hat, just change direction. He can ghost, he can ghost, can't he? Uh, yeah, go on. Well, you, what are you going to move on to? The equaliser. Yeah, the equaliser. I've got something really to round out this. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just set the scene. My understanding, well, looking back at it, my thoughts on it are yeah. we failed to defend the corner properly and switched off, which cost us. There's complaints that there was a foul on Randolph, but there weren't. It was just Randolph trying to run through a crowd of about 10 players. And I, I, don't, I don't... Again, I don't the, the officials got it right, and it's just our own fault for not being switched on for the full 90 minutes. One thing, just before we... Um, I can't even... How do you pronounce this manager's name? Anyway, Mr. Dead. We call him... Oh, Nikola Djokovic. Oh, so fine. Well, that's, why, that's why you're here, mate. <laughs> he was sent to the stands for that disallowed guy, weren't he, when he... That took it upon himself to run down the touchline and break the linesman. Oh yeah, the Antonio, he, he, he was already sent to the stadium. Yeah, at this in the point. first half. Um, yeah, I, I think it was just a lack of concentration. Well, it weren't a foul. Um, but I think, I think what Billich was getting wind up about. There was a throw that mm. led to that corner in the first place. Yeah, that should have been our throw. Mm. So his blood was already boiling yeah. from that, and then he's perceived the first, the the goal was a foul. Yeah. So he's obviously got wound up, but no, it's just a lack of it's a lack of concentration. But yeah, I think in conclusion, it was a bit of a pill to swallow, but at least we didn't lose coming away from it. But should we say Billich got for smashing off a microphone? Oh yeah, no, I was going to come on to oh, that. Sorry, I thought I you. But uh, yeah, Billich is valuable for the next game, which we thought he wouldn't be at one point, and Jerkovic is as well. I, I don't because it was you know the post match like manager on Monday and the mm. board do a column on Monday. They both they both quoted was quite the same. We were fantastic. And I don't. I think we was alright. Yeah. But we were nowhere near fantastic. No. Uh, but yeah, Billich got an eight grand fine, and so did his assistant. Right. My question for you, and my main core. You look at that team now. Look at that team. Yeah. And players playing out of position. Mm-hmm. How many players playing out of their natural position for you? Well, if we look at it, West Brom. Yeah, that, that game. Kiata is out of his natural position. Uh. Antonio. Antonio up front. Yeah. Lanzini started out wide, and I don't think that's yeah, his no. natural position. So that's three out of starting eleven. Well, my main who's who's 
This can only be blamed, blamed on Billich. Not, uh, you know how much I love Billich. Yeah. I, I can only be blamed on... Sorry. No, I'm tap right. tapping. I'm yeah. like, no, no problem. I'm tapping. I'm tapping the table, and Jack gets parallel because no, it comes out really loud. I'll, get, I'll get. If you heard that, I'll get into when I get into ramp mode. I like jab my finger. <laughs> um, so British can be blamed for this for one or two reasons. Obviously, he's playing the players out of position. Mm-hmm. He's playing my favorite player and our strongest central midfielder at right back, which I think is bizarre. Yeah. But B, he can be blamed for for a second point. For, by all accounts, and everything we read, and everything we know, players were offered to him in January. Mm-hmm. One player at right back, one player at forward. But the forward turned out to be a good. Yeah, move. he's been he's been proved right on that score. Just for the side note, it seems he's got. I tweeted it this morning. Scott Hogan's out for the season. Picks up an ankle injury at Newcastle yesterday and stretched it off. But my point, my point was: Do you think it's good enough that this squad, the squad's been? It might. And just to add another point to that as well, we've got another right back, Arbeloa, who. Mm. All right, hasn't, hasn't Sorry. he hasn't been great, but he's he's not he deserves another chance. He's not been that horrific. He's bad. Made, for me, he's made well for me. He's obviously he's made two appearances. He one against Akron and one when he come on against Arsenal. We mm-hmm. I'm missing. Why why is he yeah why is he not being used? And he's still travelling to Dubai and stuff. Right, just to put a little spin of devil's advocate on my own point, mm-hmm. but um, the Billich could be praised for being versatile, making the players be versatile. But it's not worked though, is it really? Well, two defeats in ten, eight win, two defeats in ten or whatever it is. We, I think that was what. what but I think that? if we'd have played that uh, players in a natural position, it could have been even better than that. I think you're detrimenting the side. Just a natural spin-off at that point. But it's his contract because you brought it up to me. Yeah, he's out of contract at the end of the season. I, I got, I don't agree with it in a slice. I don't think the majority of West Ham fans do. That's Billich. Billich has come out and said, I don't want to discuss. Oh, is it Billich? Yeah, he's, got, he's come out and said, I don't want to discuss until this season's over. Right then. What, I was going to say, I think the owners got pissed off with him in the transfer window. For not taking, I know it's a nice bit of, bit mm. of uh, for, but for not taking Hogan. No, but I remember a couple of weeks ago or months ago when we really was in the shit, Billich said, I'm not going to discuss no terms till the end of the season. I want to fully concentrate on this season first. Alright, but that's something with Billich, I think it's a bit frustrating. Playing Q, it's just playing Q out right back really yeah. gets in my tits. But by the looks of it, and we might as well move on to the Watford game now. Uh, it looks as if it could be a, a few changes. So I looked at the team photos from Dubai, and they were going through a defensive exercise. Four defenders who were going through the exercise together as a unit: yeah. Byron, Reed, Font, and Mazuaku. Oh, that, that which brings two things into play: one, Cresswell not playing. A, because he's still carrying that knock, or B, because he needs to be dropped, because there has been a lot of media speculation that he could be dropped. B, Byron's back in at right-back, which means Kiat is women's midfield, and surely that only means Noble's being dropped, because you can't drop Aubameyang. Maybe he's wielding the axe a little bit. Mm. You're like, mate, you're like a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah? I was looking at the shape of the team from the... <laughs> uh, you're like Rayman. It's because um, just... You I, just I, I don't know. You said a trigger word. This buzzed me on to my next... What, next question. All right. Anyone who's listened to this podcast for the last, well, nearly, was it two years now or three years? I can't remember. Two years? Oh, yeah. We don't very often disagree, do we, no. about anything? But I think we're going to have a little bit of a disagreement here, a little bit of a debate, which I'm... I'll get the boxing gloves I'm out. rubbing my hands <laughs> for. Arthur Masawaku. Yeah. There's been a... Um, well, I've, read, I've read at least three or four media reports over the last week or so that we're, 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 we're inviting bids for him, really. We're looking to get red. And my reaction to that was, yeah, really, I'm not being... I know he's only played limited games, but 
I'm not really that fast. I don't, I'm not being that really impressed with him. But you, I think you take the opposite. Yeah, standpoint. no, I mean, in terms of uh, reports, I mean, it depends where you read it. Because there's been a lot of contrasting reports that have come out and said Billich wants to phase him in. And David Gold's been talking him up on Twitter and stuff. I just thought I'd bring it up because it's a point for feisty. <laughs> we have a little bit of a feisty one. No, I think the only poor game I've seen him have is West Brom away. Where obviously he gave away that penalty. But I think he's very much like Cresswell in the fact that he's better going forward than he is defensively. But I think he's a lot more direct than Cresswell. Runs at players, which yeah. is nice to see on the wing, especially when you're playing wing back formation. And I, I've I've been really impressed with him from what I've seen of him. And did he? I might, I might be wrong here, but did he play against Arsenal at home? Uh, I can't remember. I've, I've got a feeling that he did, and I thought I I, I remember specifically thinking, yeah, well, I might be wrong now. Um, but right, and this is my point. Luke Shaw comes available, which is looking more and more likely because he's being completely bombed mm-hmm. out by Mourinho. If we could, if it was choice between, obviously, he's not getting rid of my head, but Chris will, if, if we got rid of Chris will and swapped him for Luke Shaw, not swapped him, but an option come available where we sold Chris will and could get Luke Shaw. I've never been that impressed by him. Really? Not really. I think right. there's a lot of hype surrounding him because he came out of that era where the Southampton Academy was like, flowing all these players out, like Rodriguez and people, well, I know he come yeah, from yeah. Burnley, didn't he, but you know yeah, what I mean, like, youngsters, uh, yeah, like Ward Prowse and people Cal- like that. Callum Chambers. Yeah. And uh, but I I've never been that impressed with him, and I think you have to pay over hundred grand a week to get him. On top of the fee, you have to pay for him. It's not it's not really worth it. No, and I mean Mazuaku is only twenty three, and he's only like I said he's only played a handful of games. So right, I'll give, I don't I, I don't know the jury's out. I think for me he needs to have a strong end to the seat. If he needs to get some games in mm. for me, yeah. But which, if we, if we could get our money back for him, I might take it. And it's somewhat depends depends upon that. Depends upon for me between now and the end of the season. And uh, his starting point could be against Watford on Saturday. Well, uh, yeah, since you started the since you started the rumor that we're gonna have a quite revolutionary change. Yeah. Well, obviously I'm not there, am I? I'm in Amsterdam You're in this the weekend. Dam. So uh, you and Dad are going late kickoff in it. Five thirty on BT in it. Things to go. Yeah, things to go a little bit sideways before the game. I'll try my best to uh, be coherent and provide an adequate. Summing up of the game for the next week's <laughs> podcast, but I can't guarantee it. I'll uh, I'll record it on BT and look at it when I get back anyway. I thought you tweeted the uh, Amsterdam Amers, but is that is that? I've, tr- I've tried, but I don't think Rose will be having any of it because they're, they're an hour ahead out there, so that'd be half six kickoff time, which would be when we're going out for dinner as well. Because obviously, because it's my Christmas treat, she's organised all this stuff. Yeah, Ajax, 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 Ajax. But anyway, Watford. I think this is how I would set up personally. Uh, Randolph, back four of Byron Reid, Fonte Mazuaku, Obian Kiate midfield, then Antonio Lanzini as Snodgrass behind Carroll up front. That leaves on the bench Adrian Collins, Cresswell, Noble, Ayu, Caleri, Fletcher. Well, I've got one point about that. Obviously, Mazuaku. I might have actually beat. I've actually might have beat you to something. Then a bit of news. What? I heard that Carroll might might not be fit for Watford. Yeah, I might. I must admit that is a fifty-fifty. I heard he's struggling, but. That thing, again, never surprised me because apparently he had a late fitness test for the game against West Brom, but now he's suddenly out of the Same, same, same old yeah. story, innit? He's going to be ready, he's going to be ready, he's not ready. Yeah. Um, well, I mean... Well, looking at that team, Kiate and Obiang, that's a beast in the midfield. And how, how often have they played there together? I don't think they've ever played there together. Not, not started there together, I don't think. I'd, I'd actually quite like to see that. You've actually got me quite excited about that now. It is a bit of my thought, innit? 
Yeah. Uh, but I, again, I'd, if Carroll's fit, I'd revert Antonio back to the wing because I think that's where he's best and that's yeah. where he prefers playing. And if Carroll has support from both Snodgrass and Antonio, then uh, it's almost like a free up front with Lanzini and behind. I really like the shape and the dynamic of that team, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think with the players we've got available at the moment, that's, can't, that's probably the best team we could play. But Especially because Watford are so similar to us at the moment. In the form table, we're 10th with 10 points from our last six games and they're 11th with eight points from the last six games. So that's quite evenly matched in terms of form. For me, draw, draw written all over it, mm. I have to say. But you know what the headlines are going to be if that team does come out? What? Mark Noble. Yeah. Isn't it? And, and Cresswell. And Cresswell. Fair play to Billich if he does it because he's shown some big old balls. Yeah, yeah. Big old balls to do it. But, I mean, Watford, funny, funny side, isn't it? Funny they? side. Funny, funny side. But, like, I highlighted Adama Choro and Hay <coughs> Middlesbrough, and he tore us apart. I mean, I know we won the game, yeah, but it's still yeah. threatened. I'm going to highlight another player who we was linked with. Mumbai Niang. I'm um, Mumbai Niang. I thought you were going for Pereira. Pereira no, I watched him on his debut, and he was absolutely class. He's uh, Every time he picks up the ball, he done something with it. Does something positive he's with very it. very powerful, isn't he? Yeah, obviously he scores, and his he's assists were decent as well. And uh, but then I think hopefully if we have got Kiara and Obiang, that's gonna be a tough day for him. Yeah, I mean, I mean we should be able to deal with it really without amount of power. But I'm, I'm doing it again, then I'll just wander around. Um, my voice. Um, without amount of power, we mm. should be able to kind of deal with it. But I, don't, I really don't know. I really, I think Watford. Are, Watford are a poor. I can't on their day can be a poor side, but then. They beat us, didn't they? No, they, yeah. Well, that, that was one of the, like, kind of... That was when we were turning up, when we got beat 4-2. Yeah, when uh, Payet done a Rabona, but then Troy Denny scored that decent goal as well. On the subject of the players that we've been linked with, uh, well, he started well against us, Southampton, Gabby Adini. He, he scored yeah. against the weekend. Yeah, I mean, obviously he scored against us, but I don't think he was that good against us. He was ineffective for the rest of the game, really. But, uh, considering what? what they paid for him. Would you be able to point at Watford, would you? I think we've got to go there to win. Especially after the West Brom result. And in just to... I know, I know we've not got much to play for, but just a draw would really see our season fizzling out. Whereas a win, it should be like, yeah, come on, let's kick on now. I mean, I know Europe's probably slightly out of sight, but still, yeah. you, just want, you just want a decent finish think, to the season. Well, we've got a question related to that, haven't we? So I'm going to leave that to... Yeah. Anyway, predictions? Um, I'd say one all. I think it's going to... I'm going, I'm looking forward to it, but I think it's going to be a pretty dull game, to be fair to you. I'm not really... I'm putting my neck on and going 2 0 West Ham. Alright, that's hard to be a winner, but obviously. Anyway, our weekly feature, and new weekly feature. Oh, I, I, I wonder what you're going there, because we've got two things on the side. We've got, we've got loads of things today. Box of Pirate Memory Games on my desk as well. <laughs> Little Britain reference. <laughs> uh, so, on this day. Saturday the 21st of February. I'll just stop you because if you can pick that up, we can't do anything about that. But it seems like there's some sort of police raid going on. It's like there's loads of old bill sirens going off everywhere. <laughs> it's uh, that, what's that goalkeeper's name yesterday? Wayne Shaw. Oh, Wayne Shaw. Yeah, they're Pie, after, they're Pie after game. Him. They're I'm after not him. even going into that. I, I fucking hate that story. <laughs> yeah, 30 are. Anyway, Saturday the 21st of February 1998, Trevor Sinclair scored to give the Hammers a lead, lead at Bolton Wanderers in his Premiership fixture. And West Ham looked to be cruising to an away win. But do you know what happened next? 1990. We've we never done well at Bolton. So probably... John Hartson was sent off and the Wanderers equalised with just four minutes remaining. Oh, that, 
Red Red in that era that always used to happen. Like well, late late equalizers have always happened. Yeah. But um, just on a side note, now you mentioned his name. Finished John Hartson's book about a couple of days ago. It's very decent. And obviously he had his health trouble. It's not really about football, but it's a really interesting story about because he was basically on death's door, really, mm. with his um, all his cancer. I tweeted him to try and get him on to talk about it, but he hasn't replied. Yeah. So, well, no, nah, I'll recommend that, though. John Arson's book. Good stuff. Anyway, another weekly feature, it's quiz time. Oh, I thought, when are you going to run out of these to do? Never. Never, run, never, never. ever, Brad, Bradley Walsh from Detroit Chase. I'm struggling with the uh, players, former players, but I'm sure I've still got loads more to come up with. But anyway, I want you to name the top seven leading appearance makers from our current squad. Our current squad, mm-hmm. okay, okay. And try and do them in order. Nobs? Obviously, yeah, number one on 340 appearances. Right. This is where it gets close. Because there's not many players that have been there a hell of a long time now, is there, really? This like, is league appearances, by the way. Okay, let me think. Cresswell's got to be in there somewhere, hasn't he? Or not? Cresswell's in at number six with 91 oh, so there's, appearances. There's another, there's another few players. Mm-hmm. Adrian. Yep, Adrian's in at fourth on 101. Uh, who else is there? Carol, Andy. Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll's fifth on 92. So Ginge, Ginge. Ginge is third on 166. So I still haven't got second. I still haven't got second. Second and seventh. Seven. Sacco? No. I'm going to give it away. Seventh is your favourite player. Check. Yep, on 85 appearances. Who's two then? Who? You're going to kick yourself. I'm, I'm working my way through the team. No, I don't got it. I ain't got it. What's the raid? Number two on 169 appearances. Sorry, I didn't do too bad. That didn't take too long, did no, it? Really? No, you done. You done no, all right. I'm right. frustrated with that one. Frustration. No, no you done alright. But anyway, move, let's move on to another. This is like weekly feature, like little stint, isn't it? Is it, my, is it my time to shine? Is it? What's your time to shine? Oh no, not that. Because oh. that, that's not a weekly feature yet. It's been sort of very dispersed. It's been on a couple of episodes, yeah. but not. But anyway, former Hammer Weekly this week, Tyrone Mears. Remember? Right. Marseille, Derby. Right, wait, wait, right. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You can do that in a minute, you can guess it. Right. He uh, joined West Ham in July 2006 for an initial £1 million, which could have rose to 1.6, but didn't, I don't think. From Preston. From Preston, yeah. yeah. He started at Manchester City Youth Academy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even write that down I just knew that knowledge football manager football, that's where, football, <laughs> that is where any lads about our age or yeah. girls, girls don't be sexy <laughs> but that's where their football knowledge comes from a lot of the football knowledge comes from a football manager mm. uh, made his debut in August 2006 during a 3-1 victory over Charlton he played his first European match in September 2006 playing the whole game in a 1-0 loss against Palermo remember that, uh, that, that yeah that was that, that was that was a part wasn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, he memorably, memorably produced an athletic overhead clearance on the line after Stillian Petrov lobbed West Ham keeper Roy Carroll in a match against Aston Villa. That That's one? the only thing I remember him for, really. That uh, overhead kick. Don't look at the answers. What's that? Uh, he made five league appearances during his time at West Ham. I thought he'd be more. I've never said five. I would have gone nearer 20 or 30, mm. to be fair to you. Even though I can't remember him, I thought he was there for a... But he was injured for a long time, wasn't he? He had his injury problems. Yeah, and he had his injury problems when he moved on from us. Anyway, where did he go? Try and do it in order. Alright, so he's going to Dark... Did he go back to Preston at some point? Like, who did he go to after us? Who did we send him to? He went on loan there and then we sold him to him. Derby? Yep. Um, Marseille? Mm-hmm. 
And then then I draw a blank because I I don't remember unless he went back to Preston. I got him back when he went back to Preston, but not. He then went to Burnley, then Bolton, then up until last season or this season, Seattle Sounders. He's been playing in America. And this season he's joined Atlanta. Okay. Oh, fair play to him. Mm-hmm. Fair play to him. He's doing all right. And just finally, on the 29th of August 2008, Mears called, con- called controversy when he flew to France to go on trial with Marseille without the express permission of dive manager Paul Jill. Fucking Marseille, innit? Mar- Marseille are like the scum of the earth. <laughs> Marseille out. That's what I say. Anyway, Nick. Talking of scum of the earth. It's your time. Bullshit detected. Take precautions. <laughs> Rolls up his sleeve, rolls up his sleeves, get close to the mic, get close to the mic, right, hello. The ones and twos. Hello, welcome to my weekly feature bullshit. This week, the bullshit um, is by, from the king of the bullshitters, Millwall Football Club. Fucking hell, why won't you just go away? Seriously, every time there's a big game, your gobby little shite fans can't can't control themselves. Well, we could, we could, we could go through... 30 or 40 games where you've done stuff wrong. But we'll just start from last season when you played Barnsley and lost in the League, in the, uh, league One playoff final. So, ha-ha. But then, your, your scum, fan, scum fans again went up, went up. But again, it's the same similar situation to at West Ham. But again, the media, media haven't made a big deal of it. The concourse to cut, to cut off the um, Barnsley fans and were attacking kids. Attacking kids and their dads. So, A, why didn't the FA do anything about that? No, again, because unless you know it's West Ham United, no one really cares. And then, finally, first of all, Saturday, you beat the champions. Well done. Champions are shit anyway. They don't, they don't even, don't even desc- need to be described as champions. <laughs> and breathe. <laughs> um, but yeah, you beat them. Well done. Fair play. But again, your fucking gobby little pikey fans mar- marched onto the pitch and started, started threatening people again and beating up police. That's not that's not even a point. But then we get we get to the key point. We get to the key point. If they ask your manager, club legend Neil Harris, what what do you what do you say about the behaviour of your fans? Again, again, disrep, um, destroying the reputation of your football club. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. It's not a day for that. How can you not fucking see it? They're on the pitch, mate. No no one no wonder you want your clubs in the state that you're in when when you're in charge of it and you're 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 condoning it. So. And see, alright, this is this is the big one. John Cross, Mirror, I tweeted you. I tweeted you asking you for a response. <laughs> Jack's cracking up. Because um, on Sunday Supplements, Guy Sports, you said what a great little club Mirror is and how, how proud you are of their achievements. You, you, you said, with a tongue in your cheek, when you go to that side of South London, when you, because when you leave London Bridge and go into that, that way in, right, you go into a little corner of the world where... That it loses its context. It's a different part of London, a strange part of London. It's not part of this world. And you said that that's, that makes it special. It doesn't make it special. It makes it disgusting. And 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 why you didn't respond to me saying how proud you should be? You didn't even mention the violence. You condone you condone violence. You condone violence against children, basically. So why are Millwall not kicked out of the cup? Why have they not been docked points? Why every big game does this happen? And then West Ham have a little bit have a little bit of Argy Bargy at the new stadium and they're vilified and demonised. Why, Jack? I cannot answer that. But uh you've actually got really red as well. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. 
you got veins popping out the side of no, your head. No, but if fucking piece, go go back, go back to my Twitter account, right? <laughs> oh, you thought I was wheelchair shape. <laughs> you thought I stopped at wheelchair shape. Um, and and go and if you got the time, download Sunday supplement and tweet John Cross and ask him to come on his podcast and explain his comments. He won't because he's a bottler. He's an Arsenal fan. He's wrote a very good book about Arsenal Wenger. Well, I did I did enjoy it. I did tell him that in the tweets, but. Anytime it's anything against Mill, everyone's scared to say anything because oh they're 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 a charming club with their with their, with their traditions and that. But no, I'm not having it. I'm not having our, our name dragged through the mud, and they're allowed to get away scot free. Anyway, that was the section. That's quite cool that little buzzer. But uh, you, can't you can speak. breathe, can't now. speak. You can breathe because other people have got in contact, so I'll let them talk for a bit while. I'll say what they've said. Uh, so we opened it up on Twitter. It's questions like we do at the end of every podcast. It's not about Millwall. It's not about Millwall. We're all not that I know of. Uh, our joint Twitter is at GetHammeredFP and at the Josiah Street got in touch and said, we've top, top six out of reach and no more cups to play for. Will more young players get a chance? I think there's a lot currently out on loan. So the, the players of note are out on loan. I.e. Josh Cullen, Tony Martinez, Reese Oxford. Jordan Brown. Jordan Brown, uh, Marcus Brown, Marcus Brown, Marcus yeah, Brown, right. and even Samuelson, but he's not getting a game. Uh, so I think for the time being, probably not, because we have got quite a big squad. To right, the quality is lacking slightly, but we've got quite a big squad. And like I said, the key players that we've there's got, no, there's no one to put in. Who would you put? No. Who, uh, who we've got? Or argument for? No, even Reece Oxford out alone now. Yeah. Really, so maybe or Reece Burke's out alone yeah. as well. Maybe Nathan Holland, if they want just to try something on the bench and just yeah. spray him 10, 15 minutes here. But aside from that, I don't really see... And a lot of these clubs are fighting, are fighting. Because people want to say, call them back, call them back. But a lot of these clubs are fighting for stuff. And the players, they've got a load of key players for them. So they're not, yeah. we're not going to be allowed to call them back. Mm-hmm. But thanks for your questions, Ozara. Yep, carry and on. At Jeff Hitch. Apparently we've been linked with Berbatov. Is he worth a punt? Personally, I don't think no. so. And I put, I hope not. He was a great player in his day. But before he got released by... P-A-O-K, I think yeah, it was. Uh, he scored four goals in 17 games in a Greek league, which isn't a great return. And aside from that, him and Carroll up top won't work together. No, I'd, I'd, leave, I'd leave it alone. But I understand why we've been made favourites to sign him, because it's something that we, we do. He's got us written all over it, really. Yeah, and it turned out to be another Marco Borrello, wouldn't it? Yeah. He's, I was going to do him for form how week. He's banging him in, isn't he? Oof. Like Calgillari. Cag- yeah, Cagliari. Um, um Yeah, can I just mention something? Zola. Yeah. He's hanging on to his job by... Great decision to sack Gary Ray. Right, finger base. Love, 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 I said, I texted you the other day. Lovely bloke. Fantastic player. Shit manager. Shit manager. Mm. Can you ever imagine him uh, dishing out a bollocking? And no. he's like, if, if he tried, you can imagine it being that teacher in school who's dishing out a bollocking and you're laughing at it. Like, yeah. And the kids are laughing at him behind his back. Mm-hmm. And also, just one final, final point. Yep. A big up to the Cowley brothers. Yeah. Um, Lincoln. Lincoln City. But... Well, they start, I know a lot about this because I work with a brain tree season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. They started at Concord Rangers, who apparently are local. I've not heard of Concord Rangers from yeah. non-league football, but they're a local Essex club. Smashed them up like two divisions from the minor counties league to near enough to Conference South. Um, took over at Braintree, part-time club. Um, finished third or sec- second or third with them in their first season. Went to Lincoln for first professional job in management. Smashing it with Lincoln, obviously, in the league. They're top of the conference. And, obviously, got to an FA Cup quarterfinal, which is a magnificent achievement. Mm-hmm. And all, what I find fascinating about them is, we'll come around to it, he has got a point to it, they're brothers, obviously. Yeah. 
And do you know, do you know, like their main eye in the stands is who writes no, who writes notes for them and sends them down at half time. Uh, their dad. Oh, is it? Their dad. Yeah, you know, you got to watch. You got to find match of the day. See, because they're they're on match of the day in the studio. Oh, are they? They're on with Trevor, uh, Trevor Sinclair, and uh, John uh, John Arson. And um, yeah. He, but the thing is, like, you can't descri- can't describe it. But even their dad, like in the last ten, like five minutes when they were getting deep, was standing up, going, "Come out, come out!" So <laughs> you had all three of them. You had the two brothers and the dad, like so, come out, come. But the main point of why I mentioned this is I didn't know this till Friday. So on Five Live, Aaron Redknapp was interviewing um, well Danny, the uh, the manager. He said, "What honour is to speak to you, Harry? Because we were West Ham home, home and away scene to get old. in the '90s when you were manager, and um, what a fans. And it just thought to me that'd be like us too if we run a football team. But we'd end up being a punch out. Yeah, we? no, yeah. We'd argue over a substitute. All right, I'm off. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm off down the pub for a week. You can see deal. You can deal with this. <laughs> it will be, though, wouldn't it? But nice. No, it's no, a nice I'll, story. On, on all, but." I, I really, I really do believe that they, they will manage in the championship at least. Mm. I've really, after I've read a couple of interviews with them, watch the way they play. They play football the right way as well. Mm. Who knows? Might even come to West Ham one day. And also, now I mean, this is turning into the fucking Lincoln podcast, but they were the first non-league people to use stats. They were they were proper, they're proper Allardyce. Oh, they like they're into their stats and they're there. Mm-hmm. So I'd go. I recommend anyone either to try and track down his interview from Five Live on Friday. Or what? Just watch Match of the Day. Yeah, if you haven't already. Good, good little section, that. Sorry, mate. I've just got some. That's all right. Anyway, there's a new fundraising page in town. This time it's actually me. I'm climbing the uh, three highest mountains in England, Scotland, Wales with a group of mates for Breast Cancer UK. If you'd like to donate, it's www.justgiving.com forward slash team dash Lisa 2017. Uh, you can find all our previous podcasts on our joint Twitter, which is Get Hammered FP. This podcast is running in association with Football Purists. We've also got a number of other uh, podcasts on our channel, some which Nick appear on, but I think it's been quite yeah, recently. It's been it? quiet. I'm not, I'm not even going to talk. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm so disgusted with people's lack of commitment. I'm what, what have you done towards it then? I've, um, I've got an announcement ready for next week. I'm going to start a fundraising page. Go I don't know what for yet. So you can tweet me if you're really that bothered with what money I, what I can raise money for. What's, what's the hashtag going to be? Help Nick. Help me. I, I do. I do. I'm thinking about a celebrity wanker for him. Celebrity wanker one. My eyesight's already bad enough. It ain't really <laughs> going to do any damage, is it? But it is a stereotypical weekend to you. Yeah. But anyway, uh, my personal Twitter is Jackie Davis. Nick's is Wheelchair Sheen. You can also find all our podcasts on www.footballpurist.com. You can get us on Facebook and Nick and Jack Davis, respectively. And also, please, 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 if you listen to us on iTunes, rate us as five stars. You don't even have to leave a review. You can just rate us as five stars. I've done it. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I've, I can't do it because I've got an Android, but I can do it on my iPad, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that helps our popularity and helps us get out and yeah. reach more people. Uh, I think that's about it. And can I just say, well, next well, next week or two weeks' time, well, we, next week next will week, be our yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea preview. Mm-hmm. Or I might even be doing it for the review, but we might actually bring a, bring a member of the opposition into the tent for that game. Whose name shall remain Nameless. anonymous for yeah. now. <laughs> but anyway, All until right. next time. <laughs>